0: You're listening to the Elevate Main podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk.
1: Hello, everyone. Let me greet all of you an Advanced Happy Valentines. I hope this month you will be full of love whether you are single, in a relationship. It's complicated. I really pray and I really hope that you will be full of love. You'll experience, of course, the love of God and the love from your family. And of course, from your small group if you're part of a D group. I don't know if you have a date on Feb 14 or whatever. Or mag-aaral kayo. Whatever it is, I'm so glad that you can join us in our new series this February. In fact, I really want to invite you to invite your friends because it's relevant to series. I know people talk about love, talk about relationship in February, and for some people, they don't want to talk about love or relationship. But whether we like it or not, it affects our daily life. Kaya nga, better to listen to this series so you know how to navigate. Through the different seasons in your life. Kaya why ang title na series natin is In Every Season. Because. Like what I said, right? We will have seasons of waiting. We will have seasons of healing. Let's say you got hurt before or you got disappointed before. By the way, can you give, uh siguro, can you say, ako po, if you got hurt already, if you need healing in your life, right? Let me see. Let me see nga. May nag dito eh. Out, okay? yeah. okay. Let me see. Kung may, may mga nag-comment lang eh na, Module po ang ka Date yan. Okay, so if you got hurt, lagin yulandun, ako po, I need healing. So if you need healing, this series is for you because we're gonna talk about that. Now, if you need wisdom whether to pursue a relationship, let's say you graduated already from college, you feel like you're ready, but you don't know if how do I do this, how do I pursue a relationship? How do I move on? Or maybe that's your question: how do you how do you move on? This series is actually for you as well because we we're going to teach you how to move on and that includes pursuing. Now, if your question is, how do I wait joyfully or how do I continue waiting? Kasi Pastor Marty or Kuya Marty, ang hirap maghintay. In reality is, whether it's about love life or whether it's about buying something, it's just so hard to wait. So if that's your question, this series is for you. In fact, ayan na, may mga nagko-comment na, Ako po, nasaktan. Salamat sa wala, Olivia. Okay, sorry, nagagad nakita ako. Ako po, ayan. Okay, so maraming nasaktan. So look at this statement. Huh? Whether it's the waiting, healing, or moving on season, because this is what this series is all about, it can be beautiful. I promise you. Whether you're waiting for a year or you've been waiting for five years or you've been waiting for the rest of your life already, right? I really believe it can be beautiful. Now, if it's the healing season, you're in that season of healing. Maybe you got disappointed last year. You kayo in no December. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I mean, hindi kita not maybe that's what happened to you. Then, I also believe it can be beautiful. Now, if you're in the moving on season or in the season of I'm about to pursue, it can also be beautiful and not complicated. And I want to teach you with that one. I want to teach you and help you make every season of your life beautiful. Are you ready to learn? Now we're going to talk about waiting. Why is waiting part of God's process for you and for me? Look at this passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Look at what Solomon wrote here. He said here, There is a time for everything. A season for every activity under the heavens. So in other words, he's saying there's really a time, a season. That's what this series is all about. Even in your love life, there's a season for everything. There's a season for waiting, which most of you who are listening right now. You're in the waiting season. There's a season for healing because you got disappointed. There's a season for moving on or for doing something. In the next passage, in verse 2, look at what he said. A time to be born and a time to die. That's reality. A time to plant and a time to uproot. I highlighted that because just like any farmer, whatever the crops is, or whatever the, the fruit is, if he plants the fruit or the seed, it will take time to grow. There's a time to plant it, then you wait. Maybe for some fruit, it's gonna be it's gonna be several weeks, but for some it's gonna take months. So you need to wait until you can uproot the plant, or the crops, and you use it or you sell it. It takes time. Time is part of God's process for every person and even for the things that we use here on earth. The food that we eat, when we cook, when we study, and you want to be successful, everything takes time. That's why Waiting is inevitable, whether we like it or not. The problem is, ang hirap kasi Okay, It's hard to wait. And that's why I want to teach you today. As we've been talking about waiting for years now, okay, last year we talked about waiting, two years ago we talked about waiting. But what I want to focus today in our series about waiting is how do you become strong in seasons of waiting the title of our talk be strong in seasons of waiting i want you to be strong as you wait i want you to endure as you wait because for some people it's hard for them to be joyful in waiting or for some people they easily give in or for some people they make stupid decisions while they're waiting That's why we need to be strong in seasons of waiting. And like what I said, let me explain what I mean when I say you be strong in seasons of waiting. It means, number one, you're able to endure this waiting for your love life, okay? This waiting to pursue a relationship, this waiting season that you're still here to study, and it's pandemic, you can't go out on dates, you cannot meet with the person that you like, you cannot go out on group dates, so you need to endure. Kasi ang hirap, parang sasabog yung puso mo I don't know if you felt that ever, right? Now, I want to meet this person, so wang sawa na ako sa Zoom meeting, so wong sa na ako sa online meeting. I know what you feel, i felt that before. So, I want to teach you to be strong so that you're able to endure you're able to be joyful it doesn't mean that you're not hurt you're not disappointed but there's that joy a sense of peace and it involves contentment number three you're content okay I'm still single you're content I'm still in this waiting process you're content that even if God doesn't give it right now I'm totally fine I'm okay and I'm at rest I'm at peace and then you're wise because do you know that people who are in the waiting season have the tendency to make wrong decisions. Because <laughs> People who are in the waiting season, I have, I've heard stories like that. Many stories about people who've made wrong decisions just because they're impatient, impatient, they're insecure, they couldn't wait. And also, the reason why I want you to be strong is not just so that you'll have wisdom, but so you can be a better person. I mo want to become a better person? That's why what's our message again? Be strong in what? In every season of your life, especially in the waiting season. Be strong in seasons of waiting. Can you post that on the Facebook chat or the YouTube chat? Tag your friends. Para sumama sila dito. Let's invite as many as we can so that they will learn to be strong in seasons of waiting. Even your friends abroad, I know uh, we are joined by people outside of the Philippines. And also for those that who couldn't join today at Saturday, 4 p.m. or 3 p.m., they can also watch this on their own time because I want to teach them about waiting. So how can we be strong in seasons of waiting? How do I get the strength? I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you the principles in a story, in history. But this story is not a love story. But... The the two of them, or a lot of them actually, waited so long, but two of the characters that we're going to look at, they waited with strength, they waited following God, they waited and they reaped the benefits. It's not a love story, but you can learn a lot from the principles that they will say in the scripture. We can find this in Numbers chapter 14. Now, let me give you a background before I read the verse. Okay, Before I read the verse, here's the background. For two years, the Israelites, they left Egypt already. You know the story, right? The prince of Egypt, Moses, rescuing the Israelites away from slavery. They're in the desert for a couple of years. The promise of God is for them to enter the promised land. So you you remember the story. So they're there already. The promised land is just nearby. God told them to conquer that. Moses sent 12 spies to go there to the promised land. So they looked at the promised land and they saw, wow, the land is good. Let's go back to the camp. Let's tell Moses and the other Israelites, it's good. This is what the place is all. It looks like. These are the soldiers that they have. These are the fortified cities. This is the fruit that they have. So they reported that. 10 out of the 12 said to Moses and to the other Israelites, we cannot go there. We cannot beat them. We cannot win. They're going to destroy us. Two of them, namely Caleb and Joshua, said, we can beat them. God is on our side. Do not rebel on God. Even Moses and his brother Aaron said, we need to go there. But the Israelites decided, I don't want to go there. I'm just going to leave. So what's the connection with waiting? Because of what they did, okay? Because they rebelled to the Lord. Now let's read Numbers 14, verse 28. This is the consequence. Look at verse 28. Say to them, God said to Moses, as I live, declares the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. What did they say in the hearing? In the next verse, your dead body shall fall in the wilderness or in this this deserted place. All of your number, listed in the census, 20 years old and upward, who have grumbled against me. You've been complaining, you've been rebelling, you will not enter the promised land, you're going to die in the wilderness. All of you, 20 years old and up, no one shall come into the land where I swore that I would make you dwell, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. But here's the thing. Yes, they will be able to enter the promised land. If you're Joseph, Jacob, Caleb, or Joshua. If you're Caleb or Joshua, of course, you're going to be excited. Okay, I'm going to enter the promised land. But look at the timing. But as for you, your bodies will fall in the wilderness, in the desert. Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years. Suffering for your unfaithfulness... Until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. In other words, the only ones who can enter the promised land are 19 years old and below. The kids, when they grow up, they will be able to enter. And Caleb and Joshua. But they are to wait in the desert for how long? 40 years. Paano ko sinabi ni Lord sa'yo? Anak, 40 years ka muna, maghintay bago ka mag-asawa. Diba parang, Lord naman. Di ba? Paano ko sinabi ni Lord sa'yo na, anak, 40 years bago ako graduate. Wag naman sana, fault mo na yun, okay? <laughs> 40 years ka, hindi ka maggraduate. graduate But the thing is this, they know the timing, but waiting is hard. If I was Joshua or Caleb, and God told me you'll be in the desert, Lord naman, we obeyed, okay? Pwede bang... Ahead of time, na lang kami makarating don. Because we obeyed you, we told them, "Let's go there." Why are we part of the waiting team? But they obeyed. They stayed there for 40 years. How did they? How were they strengthened? How did they? How were they able to be strong in that season of waiting? That's what we're going to learn today because they had the strength. They were able to endure. They were able to be patient. They were able to be joyful, to be content, to become better individuals in that 40 years. Because Caleb and Joshua were called by God eventually to lead the people, eventually to lead their own group of people. That's why waiting was very important. So how were they able to do this? That's what we're going to learn today. Let me teach you the principles that we can see while they were waiting. So they had to wait for 40 years. And if you read the scripture, you'll see these principles from the life of Caleb and the life of Joshua. But mostly from Joshua because you can see how he really waited. So what's our message again? Be strong. Lan, In seasons of waiting. So how do I get that strength? What are those principles? Number one, first principle. If you want to have strength while waiting, okay? You want to have strength while waiting. You need to be dependent on God. Dependence on God is very important. Why? God knows the timing. God knows the timetable. God knows why he, he is allowing you to wait. So, if he knows why he is allowing you to wait, then I need to go to him so that I learn the lessons of why he wants me to wait and that I also get the strength why, while I am waiting. So, dependence on God is very important. Look at what happened to Caleb and Joshua. So, the Lord said to Moses, specifically Joshua, look at what happened to him. The Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun a man in whom the spirit of leadership is, lay your hand on him. So Moses' assistant is Joshua. He trained him. He taught him to be dependent on God. And then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, look at what he said, Be strong and courageous. You must go with the people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide among them as their inheritance. But look at that phrase, be strong in the Lord. You see what Moses was telling Joshua? You have to be connected to God. If you want to stay longer, if you want to really finish this, if you want to, be, to have the energy to continue running, to continue staying in the desert for 40 years and leading these people, it's difficult, Joshua. You have to be dependent on the Lord. The Lord Himself, in Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, look at this, the Lord Himself goes before you, will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Of course, but are discouraged while waiting. You know, one of the beautiful things about waiting and depending on, dependence on the Lord while you're waiting, my strength, guys. When I waited, to pursue, well, while I was pursuing Atid, she wasn't yet my wife, I was pursuing her. Or when I was waiting before I pursued her and waiting and asking God, Lord, when will I pursue? Who will be that girl? It took time. But the more I was connected and dependent on God, the more I was secure. If I wasn't connected to the Lord, I will easily give in. Actually, some people, they say they're connected to God. But here's the problem. They say they're connected, but in reality, their hearts are far away. When you say you're connected to God, you bask in His presence. You spend time with Him. You listen to Him. You follow His objectives. You let go of the things that you need to let go. From your heart, first and foremost, because here's the thing. Pag hindi ka dependent on God... Mahina katal talaga, ang hirap maghintay. Look at this statement, ha? look at this statement. When you are holding or we are holding onto a strong foundation, you will not be shaken. If you're holding on a strong foundation, kung solid yun, you will not be shaken. For example, any gadget, for example, this gadget, okay, may gadget tayo dito. This is the toy that my son recently received, okay. Our baby who celebrated his first birthday, happy birthday, Sam Sam. I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying or if you're listening, baby Ben, one year old. So he received this toy like any toy, right? This will work because, can you hear it? This will work because there's battery, right? Or it was charged. I I'm okay. It was charged. So it will it will work. It will have a sound. Actually, this moves, this moves when you leave it there. Nagbu move cha. Now pag na yung battery or ma charge, yeah, right? The energy that was put here because of because it was charged. You need to plug it a source, right? You need to plug it. You need to plug it to the socket to the right source so that it will be charged. It takes time to charge it. But here's the problem. If you plugged it, of course, this one is working. That's good, it will be charged. But if you plugged it, sa isang socket or sa isang extension cord, nahindi naka source or it doesn't have power, whatever you do, whether you like it or not, this will lose its power. Eventually, you will just work on the battery or the energy that it still has. But once it's depleted, it's not gonna move anymore. Why? Because it's connected to the wrong source. That's what's happening with a lot of people right now. They're not connected to the right source. That's what's happening to, the right, to a lot of people when it comes to love life. Talagang, they are dependent on themselves. They're trying to connect to different sources, but in reality, that source is not reliable. So, nakarely pa rin sila sa own strength nila, sa own energy nila, sa own effort nila. And I tell you, mahirap. You're gonna give up eventually. You're gonna lose the energy eventually, just like any gadget. That's why God wants to depend on him. Imagine Joshua and Caleb had to wait for 40 years. Papagod ganun. Tayo nga lang, hirap na hirap mag-wait pag mahaba pila. Sa shopping nga lang, nagpapadeliver ka, may iinis ka pag, uy, bakit hindi di pa dumadating? Sabi, five days lang. Diba? May ka na, may impatient ka na. Lalo na sa love life for a lot of you guys, or for a lot of us, we will get impatient. And imagine if we're connected to the wrong source. Walang strength. Walang energy. Nakadepend ka sa strength mo. You're dependent on your own effort on other people who will disappoint you and all the more if your dependent or your foundation is that person or another person and then hindi not the right source you'll lose the drive you're gonna be so down discouraged depressed all because you're not connected to the right source Kaya nga, that's what moses told joshua and i believe even caleb Moses said to them, be strong in the Lord. Get your strength from God. As you wait, as you lead these people, be strong in the Lord. What's our message again? Be strong in seasons of waiting. So how do you get that strength? Dependence on God. I need to trust the Lord. I need to be connected to Him daily. I need to pour out to Him my heart. Na Lord, na hard to wait. Lord, ang kulit nitong guy na to, ha? Mag-give in na ako, okay? Nahirapan talaga ako. Or Lord, ang kulit ng girl na to, ha? Di ko na alam gagawin ko. You pour it out to him because he's gonna give you wisdom, he's gonna give you strength, he's gonna give you patience, and he's gonna make you feel loved whether you are in a relationship or not. See, relationship, romantic relationship shouldn't be the main source of love for all of us. God should be the main source of love. If your main source of love is romantic relationship, you have a big problem. And that's why you're here. You're listening to this message. Because I want you to realize God should be the ultimate source of love. Because once you are filled with this love, mas madaling magmahal ng iba. It's easier to love other people when you are loved. But if you're longing for love because you didn't feel love, ang hirap magmahal ng ibang tao because you're gonna get disappointed. You have to be completely loved first by God to love others the right way. That's why dependence on God is very important while you're waiting. Now, second, while you're waiting to have strength, you need to obey the Lord. Obedience in God. It's interconnected. So you're dependent on the Lord and then you're gonna obey Him. If you're dependent and you trust Him and He tells you to do this, you're gonna do it. Because if you don't obey there are consequences. If you don't obey, all the more you're going to lose your strength. Look at what happened to the Israelites and how, jo- uh, how Caleb and Joshua stayed obedient to the Lord. There was a, something that happened. There was an incident in Numbers chapter 25. Basically, they were in the wilderness. They were moving from one place to another place. Now, they were in the place that's near Moab. Okay, They were in a place that's near Moab. And the Moabites, especially the king, wanted to distract the Israelites and eventually, you know, ruin them or destroy them. So one of their prophets in Moab, his name is Balaam, gave an advice to the king, to Balak. The advice was this. If you want to distract the Israelites, you send send beautiful women to them. You send a lot of beautiful women to them. And lure them to have sex with you. Lure them to have relationship with you. Even the married ones. Even the leaders. So imagine, ah, there's Joshua. You lure that guy. There's Caleb. You send the most beautiful woman to, to him. There are other leaders there. You send the woman to them. And guess what? A lot of them fell. That's why God was so angry, He wanted to punish the Israelites. What happened in Numbers 25, verses one and two? Wh- while Israel was staying in Shittim, the men began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women, who invited them to sacrifice to their gods. Did they did not want to give in. Imagine that they were following God, and here's a beautiful woman attracting them and telling them, "Come, come with me. Let's worship this false god." It's crazy, guys. Ah, kait kaganda agandayan. Kung hindi niya mahal si Lord, please, don't give in. And for the girls, kahit gaano kagwapo yan, okay? Kung hindi niya mahal si Lord, please, may mga natatawa dito eh. Kasi, totoo yun eh. We easily give in. Wag, do not give in. Look at the punishment. Who in, look, The Moabite women invited them to sacrifice to their own gods. The people ate sacrificial meal. Bowed down before these gods, even the leaders, uh, leaders of the tribes. So Israel yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor. The Lord's anger burned against them. People died because of that. The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of these people, kill them. Why? Because the leaders were the first ones who did what did it, expose them in broad daylight. So there was even a story where one of the chief of the tribes was having a sexual relationship with one of the uh, da- daughters of one of the chief in Moab. They were having a sexual relationship and the priest or the, the, one of the, the Levite leaders, Phinehas, went there, stabbed, killed the leader and the woman. Why? Because that was evil in the eyes of God. That's why they expose in broad daylight so that the Lord's fierce fierce anger may turn away from Israel. People died because of this. And here's what I learned, okay? And this is what I also appreciate with with, uh, Caleb and Joshua. They didn't give in. How do I know they didn't give in? If they gave in, they're dead. But they're still alive. The longer, look at the statement, the longer we wait, the more susceptible we are to give in to the wrong person. <laughs> the longer we wait. And like what I said earlier, I've heard stories like that. Namagugulit bila ako, bakit kanagihis? Bakit mo pillar And there are many things, there are many reasons. For some of them, they'll say, that, of course, people will say, mahal ko to, I love this person. But let's be honest. Maybe before you have said that statement, what's going on in your heart or in your mind is this makita ng katulad niya, Right? So your security is now on that person. Or maybe you're saying, uh, tagal na right? So you're impatient. Imagine, maybe those were the reasons. Because you're insecure, because you're afraid. If you, your decision is based on insecurity and fear, then you're in deep trouble. Or for some people, Laman, this is what they say. They say na, in their heart of hearts, if they're honest, they just want to say, I just want to be in a relationship. I just want to do this. I want to experience it. I don't care what other people say. Since we love each other, kailangan kami na. Right? And that. ginon, to be honest lang, if you're completely honest, that's what you're going to say. Look at, look at this statement na. Huh? Read this statement as carefully as possible. Romantic relationship. Look at this, huh? look at this. It's there already on your screen. Romantic relationship as a result of impatience usually lack of commitment boom drop mic tapos na close in prayer na tayo this is guys pansinin mo yung problem natin ngayon sa relationship pansinin mo ha number 1 problem natin ngayon sa relationship lack of commitment dami naglolukuhan daming paasa dami nagkakasakitan ang daming dadaya ang daming two time ang daming marami maraming concerns lack of Commitment. Marriage is about commitment. Romantic relationship. For it to stay and to become beautiful. You need commitment. Hindi commitment What do they talk about? Feelings. What do they talk about? Fun. Enjoyment. What do you talk? What, what do they talk about? As long as we love each other, let's do this. That's a result of impatience. Love to become more and more perfect and beautiful. It needs commitment. And if you did, if you are in a relationship just because you're impatient, that's no problem. Lack of commitment. And I don't want you to experience that. Some of you have experienced that. That's why you're in a healing process right now. And listen to next week's message because we're going to talk about how you, you, how, what you do in the seasons of healing, right, in seasons of brokenness. But right now that you're waiting, I'm telling you this, don't be impatient. Because patience is a virtue and patience will reap blessings in the future. Unlike impatience, usually it leads to lack of commitment. Look at what, how I appreciate Caleb. His story naman. In Joshua chapter 14, verse 6, the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal. Now they're, a, they're about to enter into the promised land, they're about to, to wage war against the different kings in the, in the promised land. Caleb. The Son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite said to him said to Joshua you know that the law lo- what the Lord said to Moses the man of God at Kadesh-Barnea about you and me meaning to say both of them will enter the promised land that's what God said I was how old 40 years old when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh-Barnea to explore the land I was with you Joshua 12 of us were there I brought him back a report cons- uh, uh, according to my convictions according to what God has revealed to us but my fellow Israelites, you know this story, Joshua, who went up with me, made the hearts of the people melt with fear. I, however, followed the Lord wholeheartedly. In other words, he was wholeheartedly devoted to God. One of the key elements for you to be obedient and stay obedient to the Lord is have a solid conviction following him wholeheartedly. And not just during that time when he was in Kadesh Barnea. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive, meaning to say he did it in dolls, in wrong relationship. He was so faithful to the Lord for 45 years. Since the time he said to Moses while Israelite moved about in the wilderness, in the wilderness he was faithful. Here I am today. 85 years old, Caleb said, I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. Imagine, 85 now he's ready to go to war. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. In other words, Caleb was saying, I want to serve God. I'm going to follow Him whatever He says. If He says go here, I'm going to go there. If He says battle here, I'm going to battle here. That's obedience to the Lord. Our problem is this. When the waiting gets longer and alam natin God wants us to continue waiting like Caleb and Joshua continue staying in the desert continue staying here move to one place to another wilderness to another place or here's another place and then there were other people distracting them don't get distracted ang problem sa atin once we keep on staying in the waiting phase and magkaroon ng distraction may side trip tayo wag ka lang <laughs> Diba? Buti si Joshua Caleb di nag-side trip. Tayo mahilig mag-side trip eh. Nagkaroon distraction. Wait, wait lang Lord, alam kong waiting pero try ko lang to. <laughs> Ayan, masasaktan ka. So balik ka ulit sa waiting. Okay Lord, balik ako sa waiting. Mali pala yung side trip. Pero what could have been the consequences? Some of you are reaping the consequences because of that. Some of you are not. Then that's good. I pray you keep staying on that waiting season because pag side trip ka and my consequence dadalin mayon sa waiting. What will you bring? Insecurity, more insecurity. What will you bring? Baggage of hurt, disappointment. What will you bring? A dif- different perspective about men or women. What will you bring? For some people, they got pregnant. You bring that in the waiting season. For some people, they got someone pregnant. You bring that to the waiting season. Instead of at peace yung waiting season mo, nagdagdag ka ng pack, ng mga package, ng mga baggage, ng mga hurts, ng mga load on you, na unnecessary just because nag-side trip ka. Huwag kang sumaid trip. Please, it's not worth it. And I appreciate that Caleb and Joshua didn't make any side trips. That's why, look at this statement now. We need to have a strong conviction or we need to have a strong conviction to obey God so we won't easily give in to the wrong commitments. Strong conviction. Nagaling yung estimate. We need to have strong conviction to obey God so we won't easily give in to the wrong commitments. Definitely, there will be distractions. We are in an imperfect world. Huwag mong sisihin yung distractions. Nandyan talaga yan. Kaya nga, strengthen your heart. Keep on obeying. Now, you might be asking, how do I develop that strong conviction, Kuya Marty? Number one, read your Bible. Spend time with him. Pray. Number two, be part of a godly community. Huwag kang lumayo sa church, sa discipleship group. If you're not yet part of a discipleship group, this is the time. Ngayong Feb lalo, gusto mo sumaya ang Feb mo, ang Feb ibig mo, then be part of a discipleship group because they will love you. They're not perfect, but I really believe they will love you. And of course, number three, obey God. Practice obedience, even if you don't feel like obeying. Even if the temptation or the pull to have a side trip is so strong, don't give in. Keep reading. Keep praying. Talk to the right people. Enjoy being in the family of, of who loves God so that you will be protected from side trips. Now, here's the thing. Let me qualify that. Because I know some people, their distraction, sad to say, is part of the body of Christ. Sad to say, yung ibang nagdi-distract sa inyo, mahal din si Lord. How will you know that they're a distraction? And how will you know how to say no to them? First, you need to be secure. You need to be secure in the Lord. You need to know now you're still studying. You're not to enter in a romantic relationship yet. You need to wait. You know that you need to stop doing certain crazy things with another person, even though that person is a Christian, even though that person loves the Lord. Because if you both love the Lord, you know that you're in the waiting season, then you stay there. Kasi ganun talaga eh. Even Christians are imperfect. Even Christians can be a distraction. But your commitment is to God, not to Christians. Your commitment is to God. What's our message again? Be strong in seasons of waiting. So how do you get that strength? Number one, you're dependent on God. Number two, you're obedient to God. You're obedient in God, obedience in God. And number three, and I mentioned this earlier, you're Presence, the presence of God's family in your life. The community that you are accountable with. The community that you can share your heart. You can share your struggles. You can ask them to pray for you. That, the community that will guide you to, towards pursuing that season of waiting. Now I want you to listen to the, this testimony of our Hub Head, Elevate Hub Head in South Metro and his wife. Uh, And I want you to listen and I hope you will be blessed by the beautiful story of Stephen and Nige Reyes.
2: Hello. Uh, My name is Stephen Reyes and this is my wife, Nige Reyes. My eyes were open to the world of romantic relationships when I was in grade six. Year after year, I would find myself romantically involved with one girl, and then another, and then another. And it caused me to quickly give my heart out to others without thinking of the possible repercussions and consequences. All I had in the end was a broken heart and multiple failed relationships without any labor. what was worse was that my family knew nothing about my involvement with opposite sex. It was late in college when I finally started to say, Lord, my love life is yours. I entrust it to your hands. I broke up with my long-term girlfriend at that time and started on focusing on my singleness for Jesus by spending time with my family, doing uh, Bible studies, mentoring other students through discipleship groups sharing the gospel to others, and a whole lot more. Eventually, I answered God's calling to pursue full-time ministry in Elevate, and by His grace and with the blessing of my family, I was able to apply.
0: Before I knew the Lord, I thought love and relationships would help fill the void in my heart. But when I finally understood the gospel, I let go of my past relationships and committed to follow Him with all my heart. But that didn't mean that I didn't struggle with guarding my heart or getting ahead of God nonetheless. After getting my heart broken in college from a relationship that my parents disapproved of, I made a resolve to keep my heart pure by following God's will. That meant committing my feelings to the Lord, staying accountable to my group, involving my parents in my relationships, and surrendering the timing to the Lord i began pouring my heart out and serving god through discipleship and being active in ministry eventually going full-time as a campus missionary i met stephen in one of our team gatherings at elevate alabama but i got to know him more when we both went full-time as campus missionaries in 2014. he became one of my good friends in the team we were both busy serving the lord and and our friendship was platonic it was my dad who took notice of stephen in one of our car rides home he asked me why I didn't consider Stephen to which I replied hey, yes, din yan eh, to which my dad replied hindi naman kayo related <laughs> but I made a commitment to because I made a commitment to the Lord that I would involve my parents I started to pray for Stephen in obedience and God really opened my eyes and I began to see Stephen in a different light I saw how passionate he was for the lord and his ministry how he how much he loved his family and how well we both got along not only in work but also in our personal interests
2: when i first met naiji i thought oh we're going to be good friends i mean she likes someone else (laughs) and how however it didn't last long after working with her in full-time ministry i started to see good qualities in her in the way she treats her family her disciples, and above all, her love for the Lord. Because of this, I started to develop feelings for her. And I asked God, Lord, what now? Didn't I make a commitment to you? And yet, here I am again, developing feelings for someone. But I was reminded of Proverbs 4.23, which says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I resolved not to make any move without God's ghost signal. I said to myself, if I really want to follow the Lord, then I should be emotionally pure until the time he tells me to go. With this commitment, I never communicated with her unnecessarily. I didn't confess my feelings or anything so as not to go ahead of God. I walked with God for about a year, really praying whether I should pursue this woman or not, while still maximizing my singleness. In 2016, God went ahead of us both and intervened when after much prayer, he allowed our family, families to randomly meet one day in a restaurant after a Sunday service. It was as if God purposely set the appointment between our two families. That was the time that I decided, along with the blessing of our families, to finally pursue Naiji, whom I've been intensely praying for for over a year. And after another year of courtship, we officially became boyfriend and girlfriend
0: at that point i thought the waiting would have stopped but despite our desire to get married god's timing was different in those four years of dating we experienced different ups and downs in our personal life calling the health of our family and even this pandemic there were times when i was tempted to get angry at god and give up because of all the delays and setbacks but god was always quick to rebuke and remind me that he is in control and his timing is perfect Though the waiting was hard i knew that god was using our relationship for good as we ministered to students young couples and even our own families in those four years in our waiting god answered one of our biggest prayers in our relationship that we would honor and serve him together no matter what through marriage
2: i had the same thought that the waiting was over however as naiji mentioned a while ago we believe that god had us to go through tough challenges particularly this pandemic and the critical illnesses of both my grandmother and my mother but looking back we can definitely say that the difficulties and the waiting that we experienced was all worth it in the waiting season we realized that it wasn't the marriage that became the blessing we truly needed the blessing is god himself as our challenges all came to be resolved God gave me the clear go to propose. Last February 8, 2021, with the blessing of our parents, the full support of our families, mentors and friends, Kuya uh, Marty and Atiadid, shout out. I finally proposed to Naiji, And as of December 12, 2021, exactly two months ago, happy Matsuri, we finally got married. Lamentations 325 says this: The Lord is good to those who await him. To the person who truly seeks Him, truly there is blessing in the waiting season. And as for us, looking back, we are just beyond blessed and thankful to the Lord for being made witnesses of how He led the both of us here in marriage. And most of all, we are blessed that we got to experience God Himself in the waiting season. Again, my name is Stephen.
0: And I'm Naiji. To God God be all all the glory.
2: There,
1: there you go. So thank you, Stephen and Naiji. Live po yun, They couldn't be here, but via Zoom, they share their testimony. And did you hear what they said at the first part of their testimony? How both of them were accountable, they're part of a community, a small group that guides them, spiritual family that encourages them, and during the waiting season as well. Uh, before they propose, uh, before Stephen proposed, while they were waiting in the courtship stage, the community was there as well. So the community is very important. That's what helped Caleb and Joshua too. Look at this passage in Joshua chapter twenty-four. Look at what he said when he was talking to the Israelites before they, they were already in the promised land. Look at what he said here, that Joshua, then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Now, fear the Lord, this is what Joshua said, serve him with all faithfulness, throw away the gods of your ancestors, worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt, and serve the Lord." And here's what he said to them in declaring his commitment. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, some of you are still struggling, some of you you still have gods that you worship that are false, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served before the beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living right now, but as for me, my household, the community that loves God, we will serve the Lord. You need that community. One of the major reasons why some people are in a wrong relationship, dahil na buyu sila, or na pilit sila, na encourage sila, quote unquote, na push sila, ng other friends to be in a relationship that's wrong. If your friends are pushing you in a wrong relationship, then they're not your right friends. You need to have friends who will push you to God first, help you grow in your relationship with God. Then God will lead you to the right relationship. Look at this statement. Surround yourself with people who loves the Lord during your waiting season. Yes, it's good that you're connected to God. A lot of people, they say they're connected to God. But part of God's process and, and, and encouragement to you and help to you and to me while we're waiting is the community. We cannot stay here physically alone on our own uh, waiting. It's difficult. We need the community. And I know physical meeting is hard right now but even Zoom is enough. Even online chat is enough as long as there are a group of people or a, uh, or a community that encourages you. Praise for you. Accountable with you. Gives you the right advice. Tells you and reminds you to wait and to trust the Lord. You need that community. What's our message again? Be strong in seasons of waiting. How do you have that strength? Dependence on God. Obedience in God. And the presence of God's family. We need that strength from the Lord. We need to depend on Him. We need to follow His steps. Don't take side trips. Keep staying in that course and surround yourself with the right people. I tell you, and I promise you, you're gonna have the strength while you're waiting. Let me end with this statement. Waiting is God's way to teach, train, and develop us into the kind of person He wants us to be. It's just like any beautiful thing that you see here on earth. For example, you love delicious food. It takes time to prepare that delicious meal. You need to prepare the ingredients. You need to prepare the cooking materials. You need to cook it the right timing. You need to wait before you can taste that delicious meal. Now, if you want to be successful in life, you want to graduate with honors, or you want to be a successful businessman, you also need to wait. Timing is also important. You need to study, you need to prepare yourself, you need to do all the necessary tasks in that waiting season as you process, as you study, as you gain knowledge, as you gain experience, then you become successful. You want to be a successful farmer? It's the same principle. You have to wait, prepare the land, prepare the crops, prepare the seed, toil the soil, and all of the necessary works. And then you plant it, you wait at the right timing. You can uproot it and you can enjoy your fruits. So if the things, listen to me here as we close. If things here on earth need time to become beautiful, how much more? your romantic relationship. If things in life need time to become beautiful, food, in farming, your career, it needs time to become beautiful. How much more your romantic relationship? Because waiting is God's way to teach you, to train you, to develop you into the kind of person that He wants you to be. Be strong in seasons of waiting. Can I pray for you guys? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your message to all of us today. I know all of us who are listening, there are seasons in our lives that we are to wait. And maybe for most of us, we are in the waiting season. And we need the strength to be able to endure, to enjoy it, to be content, to be wise, and to be better people. So I pray, Lord, that you grant us that strength. Help us to learn dependence on you while we're waiting. Help us to be obedient in you while we're waiting. And please surround us with the people who loves you while we are waiting. And in this waiting season, Lord, help us have that perspective that you're preparing us, developing us to be the kind of person that you want us to be. At the end of everything, when we wait, it's gonna become beautiful because of you. And Lord, for those who are here for the first time, or maybe those who have been listening already, but they're not dependent on you at all in their lives, with their eternity, I pray that today will be the day that they decide to trust you with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength. I pray that today will be the day that they will give their lives, their heart to you, surrender their heart to you, and start following you as their Lord and Savior. Thank you for your message. Thank you for this wonderful start of this series. And I pray that this February, first and foremost, we will experience your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all.
0: We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.